On today's first round KO, we finally go over the Super Bowl, talk about what happened. We talk about a bunch of players and big impact moments for that game and talk about just what happened in general. Then we talk about the little storylines that happened during the Super Bowl, um, the whole Barstool saga. We talk about Maroon 5 and the halftime show. We talk about WWE halftime heat because that's what I watched. Um, we talk about Anthony Davis and the Lakers and a trade that the Lakers made tonight. Um, and then we throw it to an interview with my good buddy, Dustin. almost <laughs> forgot his name. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Dustin. I love you. Um, <laughs> no, super fun interview. He's a diehard Mavericks fan. So it was very fun to talk to him about the Kristaps trade. Um, he had a lot of good insight and a lot of good thoughts about what's going to happen for the future of the Mavericks. So stick around for that. And then we move to baseball very briefly um and then we talk wwe we just talk elimination chamber and a bunch of news with a bunch of uh current superstars that's going on right now let's get it one day to call my mama to remind her we ain't bro i'm on the move with it they all watching like what he do with it it's a night i'm on the move with it they all watching like what he do Welcome to the most must-hear WSUW sports podcast in history. Welcome to First Round KO. I am your host, KO, a.k.a. Howard J. Dingers. And I'm joined, as always, by Mr. Connor J.D. Moore. I survived my night class. Oh, that's right. You had a night class, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I survived the night class. I have survived the longest week I've had in the semester so far, and it is only Tuesday. <laughs> Ooh, that was and a lot. <laughs> and apparently, I'm not the only one that feels that way. Oh, absolutely not. I can tell you that much. I'm going to have to unclip that one little part there. I uh I hate it. I was going to say I hate that we're going to a bus game tomorrow cuz I'm not. I don't hate that at all. But I hate that the things that I'm going to want to get at the Bucks game are so expensive. What are you going to get? Well, food probably, oh, maybe. Fair. And yeah. ma- and maybe a drink. I'll probably grab a beer. Yeah. Just to say just to say hey, I bought a beer at the Fiserv. Um I haven't. I didn't do that. Sir. I didn't I do didn't that at raw. raw either. I didn't buy I anything didn't. at raw. Neither did I. Oh, I, well, I mean, if you, d- I mean, if you don't count the raw and the gloves, I didn't buy anything at raw. Right. You didn't buy like a beverage or anything. Right. I was looking. I was literally like hunting it down. Then, then I like turned around. I was like, I was like, nope. I'm and I'm like, sure they raised prices from the Bradley Center. Oh gosh, yeah, I'm I be- sure. I believe it. And they were freaking ridiculous at <coughs> the Bradley Center too. But that's so, the sports world we live in, anyway. So basically, what I'm saying is, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna probably. Chill, uh, chill some beers tomorrow while I'm uh during the day. Bring them in the car, and then once we get into the parking lot, parking lot brew, ski. While we watch Giannis beat up on Bradley Beal <laughs> and a John Wallace Wizards. Giannis dunks on one person. I'm losing my mind. He will. Uh, I, yeah. Like, <laughs> it's more it's more <laughs> certain than death or taxes that Giannis will dunk at least once in the death, game. Death taxes, Giannis, Giannis yamming on somebody. Giannis will at least do a Euro step and do a dunk at some point. Well, Connor. Yeah? 
it finally the day is finally here the day was technically yesterday but we couldn't record yesterday but <laughs> the day is here football's over i'm so the, sad <laughs> this is the part where i want to say all good things come to an end but it technically came to an end for me in the divisional round <laughs> yeah yeah those last three <laughs> games were just <laughs> fucking awful god <laughs> I shouldn't say that because championship weekend was they were really they were good really games. good games yeah games. those are some great those are some really They're just good not games, the endings man. I wanted but <laughs> nope. um God I yeah that Super Bowl <laughs> that Super Bowl man I mean come on like okay I get I get oh it was a great defensive game and it was it was a defense yeah. it was a defensive show out to an extent I'll give them that. and I'm not even angry that it was. Because I'm not surprised with the Patriots. Like, I'm not surprised at all. But the reason I'm so angry about it is because not only should Drew Brees have been in that game, and they would have scored a lot more than three points, Mm -hmm. but we were also robbed of Patrick Mahomes versus Drew Brees. Can you imagine that game? It would have been a hell of a lot. One quarter of that game would have been better than that Super Bowl. Honestly, I feel like I feel like everyone was like so. Even in the middle of quarters, half of us at your house were just like, "All right, I'm, I'll be right back. Gotta go grab something." For real, we no one really cared too much. <laughs> I was more into the commercials. Like I honestly, said, I same. Um, but I don't want to dwell on to, on what could have happened. We'll, yeah. we'll, let, well, let's talk about what actually happened. Patriots won. Patriots won a whole lot of punting. Julian Edelman, the end. Bro, Johnny Hecker. Is the fucking goat. He's so he was phenomenal. That I wanted when the punters the one good thing that they had going <laughs> for them in the game. I wanted the Rams to win purely on the fact that I heard that Johnny Hecker was going to be MVP if they won, and I wanted it to happen. I mean, didn't he have like a record set? A he had the longest punt. punt. Yeah, he had the longest punt in a Super Bowl history, and I just wanted it to happen. I right. didn't want to see the Patriots. What's up? you're good uh i didn't want to see the patriots win of course but they did and you have to respect it but good god i don't know i okay here's uh, okay a couple things (laughs) i'm really happy i'm sorry there's a lot going on there's a lot for some random fucking miscellaneous tuesday i don't know what's happening i i never i never know it i've been around this place way too many times this radio station is crazy (laughs) What was it? Oh, I'm very happy for Julian Edelman. Yes. I'm very happy that he won the MVP. I'm glad that it wasn't Brady because Brady didn't deserve it, and we're going to get to that in a sec. But I'm glad it was Edelman. Edelman, did you hear Edelman's story with Randy Moss afterwards? No. Randy Randy was interviewing him after the game, and he told a story about how Randy Moss – oh, I'm trying to remember the direct quote. But he told the story, and he, he did like a Southern accent to, or Southern – Southern, yeah, the, southern like accent that would draw. Yeah, the southern draw to imitate him. But he he said something along the lines of how Randy Moss came up to him and said something. Oh man, now I'm blanking on it. But it was like I'm Randy Moss and I'm better than you or something something along those lines. But now he's an MVP and Randy Moss never was. <laughs> so it was just it was a nice little story. But you know Edelman coming out, he was a freaking quarterback. Tran- any trans? No, say bare like didn't wasn't looked at at all yeah, as a dual so threat quarterback coming out of high school. Yeah, so then he transferred from a transfer from a JUCO, right? 
and then he transitioned into receiver, and now he's a Super Bowl MVP receiver, mm-hmm. which is crazy. And I think he deserves it. He obviously is a huge credit to Brady's success yeah. the past couple seasons. Um, I believe he's second all time as far as yards in the postseason for like in the in the league or the Patriots in the league. I believe he's second all time in yards. Receiving yards, yeah. all purpose yards, receiving yards. Holy shit! Really? I believe I saw that stat. Damn. And it was that might have been. I don't know. But props to him. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Exactly. I, I literally have nothing negative to say, even if I wanted to. And I think he had somewhere along the lines of 114 receiving yards, something like that, on a on a day where there was check, little offense. Check down city exactly. USA. It, you know, so that's impressive. Now here's my only thing. Like I said, I'm very happy for Edelman. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that he won it, but there's an argument to be made that Stephon Gilmore deserved it more. Stephon Gilmore ended the night with an interception, mm-hmm. a forced fumble, yep. and four tackles, I believe. They'll never give it to a defensive player unless they have, like, it, it's like a so. A Von Miller game. <laughs> right, unless they have a Von Miller game. Who won it for the Seahawks? Richard Sherman, no, Russell Wilson. I'm gonna look that up. I'm pretty sure it was Russell Wilson. But anyway, yeah, I mean, there, there's definitely because it was a defensive battle. You almost kind of, I, I would have, le- if I would have known Gilmore's stats, I would have wanted him to get it. I didn't see them until Monday morning. Um, but I, I, mean, there's definitely an argument to be made because it was such a defensive battle all game. He had that late interception to kind of seal it in the red zone. And, you know, he had the fumble earlier on, too. Um, so, I don't know. I I don't know. What do you think of that? Yeah, I, I think I still stand by what we both kind of said. I think that we won't see a defensive player have a, get the Super Bowl MVP. Oh, Bobby. Was it Bobby Wagner? Malcolm Smith. That's right. I forgot. He had a hell of a game. I feel like the I feel like two bold MVPs. If they're gonna go to defense, it's gonna have to go to like a linebacker or something. Corners. I feel like they don't get that love in the Super Bowl for whatever reason, unless they have like a pick six and all and all that stuff. You know. Yeah. But no, it's so. Uh. It's crazy. Yeah, knowing what I know now about Stephen Gilmore, I definitely think he was in the running for sure. But I mean. Now, th- even though we both agree there was a little offense, the offense that was there for the Patriots did come via Julian Edelman. You know, yeah. as much as we like to give shit and talk a whole bunch of endless crap about like how Brady only how Brady only throws check down routes, essentially. I mean, the guy still has to catch because really that's really all he does. The guy still has to catch, and then the guy still has to make the guy still has the receiver still has to get some yardage out of essentially a three-yard catch to break it long. And, oh, absolutely. And, I mean, you have to be a damn good route runner to constantly shake people in the middle of the field, and then, like, even if you decide to go 20 yards upfield, and Edelman does exactly that. That so. one route that he oh, ran. Oh, he, he cooked that dude Because we were all like, how do you leave him that wide open? What the hell? And then they showed the replay of the route, and it's like, oh, that's how. Yeah, I was like, oh. Damn. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> dude cooked his ass on that route. And it was just such a simple route. I loved it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's talk about Tom Brady. Because, and now I'm going to pull up a tweet because I need to, because it helps my defense. But Tom Brady did not have a good game. <laughs> no, <laughs> he didn't like and people are sitting here 
And yes, you like, like we talked about a few weeks ago, he's been to he's been to nine now and he's won six. So yes, there is a strong argument that he is the best quarterback ever because he's the most accomplished. I know, I know, and we've made that this this he's not the most talented. He is the most decorated quarterback. I still stand by we cannot judge people as the greatest ever just by a simple amount of championship rings because no, that, I ar- agree. that argument Bill becomes Russell, skewed. Yeah, exactly. Bill, I know. Um, let me see. God, I retweeted a lot. I might have actually saved it. Hold on. Um, did I bookmark it? No, of course not. <laughs> but he didn't have a good game. And you look at his completions, and it's 21 of 35. So – Actually, quick math. What is that? About 66%, I think. I just did that off the top of my head. I'm going to see if I'm right. <clears throat> 60%. I was really close. Um, the, he wasn't that good, and it's because, it, like I said, it's those checkdowns, mm-hmm. and it's the slant routes that they run every freaking play. And Con- or Zach turned to me at one point during the game and was like, oh, do you still think – that the Rams have the better offensive line. And I was like, yes. Well, they did. Pro- the, the they Patriots didn't do pro- good in this game. No, but the Patriots protected their ass off. They don't have. You have to protect for two seconds on a Patriots offensive line. There were some times where Brady did have a little bit of time, though. I'll give. I'll give them that. And the, yeah, like the I expected Sue and Fowler to get in the backfield a lot more than I thought they than than they initially did. Oh, so. absolutely. And you know he had 226 yards, but and but he didn't have a touchdown. And he had one interception. So, I I personally don't think he had a great game. And it's because of Belichick's system. It's because of that Patriot system and what they do. Can we talk about the pick that Kiz called? He's like, how wild would it be if he throws a pick? Throws a pick. First pass of the game, Kiz goes, <laughs> how wild is it would it be if he throws All of us just lose our then, shit. Yeah, that ball gets tipped and we're all like, oh! oh? <laughs> <laughs> right, honestly, it was the greatest thing we ever. Just screaming. <laughs> so, I retweeted a tweet from Rob Parker. Yeah. Who has quickly become one of my favorite people <laughs> because he just shits on Brady all the time. He's the one that came up with the loat, the luckiest of all time. <laughs> loat. Uh, he, he tweeted, if you were convinced that Brady is GOAT, off of this performance not sure what game you watched brady didn't play well didn't even play well no tds pick and a fumble smh brady almost turned in a manning like performance in his second super bowl win defense won game not brady not hate just facts that is facts yes that's not fact but every patriot's gonna be like oh you're just a hater they hate us because they hate us like we're still here like bitch okay never that whole they hate us because we ain't us I, I I hate the whole the we're still here thing about how yes, they they tried to make like the that. Patriots out to be an underdog. It was like no, you're fucking not. But it was like no, you're fucking not. I mean, okay, so a lot of people hate that they hate us because we ain't us thing. Think about it though. I'll put it in perspective for you. Okay. If over the last 13, 15 years, the Chicago Bears, with one quarterback, had let's just say Jay Cutler. Let's just oh, say it's he, easy to hate Jay Cutler. No, let's just say he was his he reached his potential and he yeah. was a fantastic quarterback and he went to nine Super Bowls and he won six of them. Would you not love your fucking team and just be like, you guys hate us because you're not us? <laughs> I know I would do that with Aaron Rodgers. I if feel he like he won six fucking Super Bowls. I feel like I would, but at the same time, I've also been like the I've also been probably like the one voice of reason amongst most Chicago fans that I know. 
And I also know that Tom, that everyone just doesn't like Tom Brady because he's a fucking dick, and Bill Belichick well, yeah. is like literally a Although, Sith Lord. He had a sick fucking catch at the parade. <laughs> he did. He did. Um, but so I mean, I feel like it's, I feel like it just depends on how the Bears, the pay, how the Bears like went about it. I mean, if Jay Cutler was still like douchey, Jay Cutler would be like, "Yep, I'd hate him too, but he's my guy." Right, but, the, but that's the but thing. If he like, was, Brady is a douche too. But so, but like, if but if he was just like if he was that, like Peyton Manning like if he had Peyton Manning demeanor and everything and we were dominant, I'd be like, "Huh, this is great." That's fair. I don't know. I I can't hate on New England fans. Like how I good, can't I, I can't because they're the most because they're obnoxious as shit. They are obnoxious, but like. I mean that's the, just Boston, first of all. Well, yeah, I mean, Bo- I mean, yeah. Let me scratch this. I just don't like Boston fans Fair. because they, like, if it's not exactly praise for their team, they think you are the scum of the fucking earth and will tear you. Like they, they'll implement some facts, but then they'll throw in the most bullshit of stuff, and you're just like, I, yeah. they're like, where did this even come from? I agree. But at the same point, it's like you know, the year that we won the Super Bowl, I was just the biggest fucking Packer. I mean, I'm always the biggest, but like, I was just. In everyone's face, we won the Super Bowl. Fucking like, so like I mean, when you e- win six, e- every time you win a Super Bowl, you deserve a right for at least a night to do that. Exactly. So like, it's hard for me to hate the fans, but I don't know. I fucking but Brady Brady did not have a good game. He he just didn't. <laughs> and if you sit there and watch that game and you say that he because even just Sony Michelle still had ninety four yards. Mm-hmm. Like they the rest of the team showed up. Brady almost did his job like he didn't do his he didn't do his normal tom brady job a normal right. tom brady job is going in there and getting those yards but no interception and no fumble agreed and not getting sacked protecting the ball yeah all brady does is protect is protect the ball get the ball out your hands you know spread the wealth and that's how get you it. win a defensive match i was like get it to gronk yeah. every now and then the end but the rams just couldn't get it done when right. they got the ball so i don't know brady so okay so let's talk about these rams getting the ball Jared Goff. Now, I think, I think it was probably Tom, <laughs> turned to me and at, I I don't remember, but asked me if I still liked Goff. Yes, I do. <laughs> He's still a very talented quarterback. Yeah. I, I, I stand by what I said last week. Which is. Which is, I think, right now today, I think Jared Goff is a more accurate thrower. He has a stronger arm. He's a better runner. He, I think he has compared to compared to Brady. Oh, duh! Exactly. One's That's young and one's old. I think talent-wise, he is a better quarterback than Brady. Even but if we look at Brady like earlier in his career, we no, as just... right now, like the day of the Super Bowl, I would pick. Well, off. that's obvious. That's an obvious thing. I know. The and I, Zach and Tom were giving me shit because I said that. But and that, it's not how, like I'm saying I'm uh, not saying that Goff is the greatest of all time. But how can someone be mad at saying that when it's so obvious? Because one is a 40 year old man. Because one just won the Super Bowl. I know. Like I. One is literally about be, three years because, away from retiring. It's because he shit his pants. He was 19 for 38 with 220. Well, okay. <laughs> I know. Brady technically shit his pants if you don't look at the offensive stats. True. <laughs> all I'm saying is I stand by that. The, the experience just showed. Yeah. They, sh- they kept showing this graphic where the coaching de- uh, age difference yep. was like like double McVay's age, and that's Belichick. And then you double Goff's age, and that's mm-hmm. Brady. And the experience showed. And the non-experience showed on the other side. Like, that's simply what it came down to. McVay, uh, he even he – even, uh, Jesus, I can't think. I'm really tired right now. I'm sorry. Uh, he admitted 
I got out coached. Yeah. And he did. That's just the straight fact. He got out coached. It was just a better game plan. I don't know what's up with Todd Gurley. He wasn't hurt. The knee. I he think they hurt. said. If you look at the speed uh, tracked on the field, Todd Gurley was the fastest on the field. That really? Day. Yep. So what? what's going on then? Is there is there something we just they don't know? They using him. Because they went very C.J. Anderson heavy. And the times that they did, seven carries, <laughs> and they did the times that they did use Todd Gurley, he was explosive, like we expect him to be. I yeah, I just don't know. There's an article on Bleacher Report right now. I think people should check out if they're interested. And it says, uh, "Is it time for the Rams to trade Todd Gurley?" Oh, wow, that was fast. Because they, their argument is, if you're not going to use him, lose him. That's true. And it's then fair. why fucking throw the damn book if at him money the, wise? One of the best running backs, arguably the if not the second, if not the best running back in the league right now. I, mean, I would put I, I would I, put I, Saquon up there. It, I still think if Le'Veon Bell played, he would be the best. Okay, this year. well he's not existent right now. <laughs> right. So you take so you take out you yes. take out him this season. It's this Gurley season, Gurley and and Barkley. Barkley won the ground player of the year. Uh, offense rookie. I think I've won offensive rookie of the year too. Ooh, we should t- we'll talk about awards in the next show because we have a lot to talk about yeah. this show. Um, yeah, like if you're not going to use the one of the best running backs in the league, then get rid of his big contract so that you can start paying your other players. Because mm-hmm. they have a lot of personnel decisions to make coming up soon. Yeah, exactly. I think they have one year left on Goff's contract. Mm-hmm. So they're going to have to start making some moves. And you know what? Getting rid of Todd Gurley being the highest paid running back, that's not necessarily a bad thing. So it's an option for them. But anyway, let's see here. We talked about Edelman. We talked about Brady. We talked about Goff. We talked about the Saints. (laughs) Michael Thomas was super salty all game. It was fun to watch his (laughs) tweets. Uh, Coaches, we talked about. Okay. Some side stories from the Super Bowl. Dave Portnoy getting arrested. <laughs> Made my life really entertaining during the Super Bowl because I was on Twitter all night. <laughs> it was so funny. He tried to. So he's apparently he's banned from the NFL. Really? Apparently. And he tried to sneak into the Super Bowl with a fake mustache. <laughs> so then he gets arrested. That's that's fine because he ended up winning like I think one hundred sixty thousand dollars on a bet that he made for the Super Bowl because mm-hmm. he's a Patriots fan. So he was fine with it. He made storylines. It was great for Barstool. <laughs> so <laughs> PFT from Pardon My Take, P- PFT commentator said, <laughs> or he yeah he's watching this and he goes, oh, so this is happening. I'm going to try to have some fun with this. So, so he started taking pictures from other journalists who were at the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. And making it look like he was in the building. <laughs> <laughs> and then he posted a video saying, like, okay, so I'm, like, I'm, I'm in the basement of the, of the dome right now. I'm, I, I think they're looking for me. I've, I've heard that, like, all the security's looking for me. I, I just don't know. Like, I, I need some help, guys. I, need, I really need some help. And then the video ends with a knock, knock, knock. Oh, shit. And then the video ends. <laughs> but he wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> they were in uh, Chicago, I think, is where they're based out of. I don't even know. Yep. He was in Chicago. But apparently, 
the NFL legitimately put out a majority of their security guards to go find PFT in the stadium oh my God. on a wild goose chase. <laughs> this is why Goodell fucking hates them. I fucking This love is it. why Goodell hates them. I Oh god, I love them so they, much. They freaking punked the NFL not once. Not twice, but three fucking times on Super Bowl Sunday. They compared it to a senior prank when you put three pigs in your school and you name them or you number them one, two, and four, so that the the, the faculty <laughs> look for number three. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so funny, so funny. Uh halftime show. We loved it. Yeah, a lot of people don't. To be fair, I didn't watch most of it, and we'll get to why in a second. But. A lot of people didn't like it. Yeah, uh, everyone hated it. I don't know if it's because they just, I think it was a mix of, they don't like Maroon 5, and everyone just just butthurt that Sweet Victory wasn't played. Yeah, there was a, the the Sweet Victory thing was a big one. The Maroon 5 was a big thing. Did you see the big, now now the big thing about Maroon 5? What? How he took off his shirt and how it's fine by Janet Jackson and everything. The whole Freedom Nipple thing. That's a whole other issue. That's a societal issue. (laughs) That's a whole nother thing. Well, First pe- of all, well, people legitimate. There's like people on my Twitter, like people who like go to school here, who are actually pissed off. Like, yeah, you're right. I was just like, come the fuck on. I'm like, come the fuck it's on. I was like, we can't enjoy one thing. Okay. And women fucking love Adam Levine shirtless. Like, okay. for fuck's sake. Okay. Here we go. I'm, mm, I'm getting irritated. <laughs> Trust me. I'm, I'm thinking this through, and it's just pissing me Dude, off. Dude, I got irritated seeing the tweets and everything. I just stopped fucking following people. I go on a small grant. <laughs> if anyone out there thinks that during the most watched sporting event in the world not the world cup the super bowl that they are going to let a woman take her top off well no it wasn't that she took her t- it was when justin timberlake i ripped off the breastplate well i know you, and th- but that's what i'm saying right it, that's just not how that's just not how it works i like i i i get the whole free the nipple thing and like honestly I agree. Like, in life, take away the TV aspect. In life, it's fine. Do whatever the hell you want. We can we can take away the rules. I'm fine with it. There, should, there shouldn't be as many restrictions as there are. Agreed. But as far as TV goes, there are restrictions. Yes. And, like, people getting upset about, oh, that's. Oh, yeah. Oh. You're forgetting I'm with you 100% on this. I know, this. I know you are. <laughs> I hate our generation. Dude, same. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh um, God, we find the weirdest things to bitch about these days. <laughs> Guys, we have food. We're not dead yet. <laughs> like, quit complaining about so much shit. God. Okay. <laughs> Back to Maroon 5. Right. <laughs> no sweet victory. No. It was Maroon 5, which was like the third or fourth option because people were turning it down because of the Kaepernick thing. Right. Um... I, it's a halftime show, and people seem to shit on it every year, right? With, no matter who it is. Um, I think the last one people unanimously, unanimously agreed on was no Bruno Mars came after Beyonce. That was the last one people. I think most the Coldplay one. No, the one. No, not not the Coldplay. Like the one where it's a straight up Bruno. Well, yes, I mean yes, but people liked the Bruno Beyonce one. That was Coldplay. But yeah, but they, they didn't, didn't like Coldplay. Coldplay. Exactly. That's what I, yeah. <laughs> I liked I Coldplay. But. Um. Travis Scott fell off the stage. Yep. <laughs> awesome. Super funny. Uh, they did not blur out Big Boy saying ATL ho. Pretty fucking obviously. I didn't catch that. You didn't hear him say ATL ho? I wasn't ho. paying attention. Yeah, literally, he was like, ATL ho. 
Oh. ATL, ho. And they didn't blur it out. I was just like, wow, you're doing great. But it was like an NFL, you're doing great, all sweetie. All things considered, I thought it was a good show. I, I like Maroon 5's music. Apparently, Same. and again, I'll get it to it in a second, but I didn't pay much attention to the show, to the halftime show. But apparently, they didn't sound good. I thought they sounded good. Okay. I, I, again, but again, I I'm biased. Fair. I like Maroon 5. They played literally most of my yeah, favorite songs. They have good songs. They opened up with my favorite Maroon 5 song. Right, exactly. Harder to Breathe. So. Um, What was the other thing I was going to say? I don't know. but I mean, people just like to hate on the Super Bowl, the halftime show, for whatever reason. And they did. But I liked it. It was entertaining. I liked – I personally, because I started watching at the time, I loved – the sicko mode introduction. I did too. And I know people got pissed off because they people were expecting got very sweet. pissed off because I wasn't expecting out. sweet victory. I had a weird feeling that they weren't gonna do sweet victory. That they were going to that they promised the world and they were gonna give us fucking Antarctica. Like I I figured that. I figured that they were just trying to draw eyeballs and they were gonna do the smallest thing possible for SpongeBob. Right. So I wasn't that butt hurt. I about personally it. think it was a fucking PR. I, lo- I thought it was masterclass from it. PR. They included it the best way they could have done. Now, yes, they could have swing- sang "Sweet Victory" and it would have been. I'm gonna say Adam Levine of if could easily sing, sing "Sweet Vi- Victory" if he wanted to, but think about it. It's the you mentioned it. It's the biggest. It's the most watched event in in the world well, the in, a, a in a calendar year. Get it. Right. Still, right. I mean, I mean, over a million people get it, but still, I mean, but and, and SpongeBob is quite universal. But you know, you know what I'm saying. But, um. It's the most watching of the year and everything. And there is even the hint, the trace of them using SpongeBob and everything. Exactly. Just just the anticipation of people. And then they're like, oh, yep, SpongeBob's going to be featured. They didn't say how. They never said it was going to be. Only that one article said it's going to be Sweet Victory. Yeah. Everyone else said SpongeBob's Probably in it. Not, yeah. We just don't know what. But he's in it. But Everyone else assumed it was Sweet Victory. Yeah. It was fucking Masterclass by Maroon 5, Travis Scott, and Big Boy. Draw all those eyes and fake them out. Even if he, even if they got pissed, the ratings are already there. The you ratings, already fucking exactly. caught them the moment the halftime show began. So fuck it. It's the age of social media where people get their hopes up and they get let down. <laughs> it's just, it's one. I do it all the time. I'm a wrestling fan. Trust me. I do it. I just did it last week at the Rumble. I do it all the time. I'm a wrestling and a Chicago sports fan. Exactly. Like shit happens. But uh, so. The reason I didn't watch the halftime show is because WWE brought back one of their old things. It's called Halftime Heat, and they did a live NXT match at Full Sail, not or at the Performance Center, not at Full Sail. They decked yeah, out the yeah, I saw Center. those Performance Center. Um, and I wanted to watch that match because I, I, I would much rather watch the six particular men wrestle. Then watch the halftime show. Mm-hmm. You know, I can listen to Maroon 5 whenever I want to. You right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Um, and the halftime show is always going to be there on, exactly. on YouTube. And I guess this is too, but I was more interested in this. So you I watched this. You don't have to pay $9.99 to watch this one. No. Nope. Like the halftime, the halftime oh, show. Oh, well, you didn't have to watch. The, this was on YouTube, Twitter. Oh, it's, it's, it, was it was like on a bunch the, of free It thing. was on WWE.com. It was on everything. Right. So, I, okay. Oh, I didn't pay attention during Raw. Maybe I should look it up. But their plan, and maybe it didn't work, and maybe they didn't weren't able to do it. Their plan, according to Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez, was they put it on all of their platforms, on mm. every possible platform that they could. Yeah. So that they would take the numbers from Halftime Heat, mm-hmm. combine them, mm-hmm. and say that more people watch Halftime Heat than the Super Bowl. It's kind of cheeky, if you ask me. It's super cheeky, but it's totally something WWE would do. 
but apparently they didn't. It didn't work. But yes, I watched halftime heat. Uh, Alistair Black, Ricochet, and Velveteen Dream beat Ciampa, Gargano, and Adam Cole. I'm gonna go back and watch it because I never, I still haven't gotten the chance. To. Literally, twenty minutes of moves. It's move, 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 move. <laughs> a brief thing where they're all elbowing each other in the face. Move, 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 move. So, so mega spot fest. It's such a spot. It is the most spot fest thing you'll ever see in WWE. I'm not even kidding. Well, why not? Why not? You got the six most over people in your developmental. It's brands. phenomenal. And I, by the way, I even told you I called the finish. I called uh, Velveteen pinning uh, Adam Cole. Spoiler, but cool. I mean, yeah, I, I already said who won. It, it's just a great match. If you're a wrestling fan, go watch it. It's it's just super fun. I guess it's not a great match, but it's super fun to watch. It's just a very entertaining uh, thing. So that's why I didn't watch Maroon 5. But anyway, would you like to say anything else on the Super Bowl? No. Not really. No? No. All right, let's talk some basketball real quick. Oh, I was going to we... say, give me my baseball, but. <laughs> yes, we will get to. Wow. <laughs> We'll kind of get to baseball. <laughs> it doesn't even have to be that much of baseball. I just, yeah. want, my, I just want pitchers and catchers now, we damn it. We have to quickly talk about basketball. Okay. And it's only one team. Okay. Because we'll talk more next time because we have no more football to talk about. So I we mean, actually have to talk about other say, stuff. We probably shouldn't dr- drag out a whole bunch of basketball either because you, you had yourself an interview pretty yes. much regarding basketball. There is an interview coming. Um. So, yeah, there is that too. Uh. So... Why am I on scores? That's not what I wanted. Give me. I just need to see this. Where is the? Okay, here we go. The Lakers traded for Reggie Bullock. (laughs) (laughs) Not Anthony Davis. (laughs) In case you're hoping for a a FRKL bomb, this wasn't it. Sorry. (laughs) Um, They traded. I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name. Svi, we've come on. Yeah, that's what we're gonna call him. I'm not. There are too many vowels in his name. Jesus. Oh my God. Okay. Anyway, yeah. So Spee traded for Bullock. Uh, it looks like they also sent a second round pick to the Pistons for Bullock. So cool. Bullock's 27. I don't. Okay. Let's see here. Averaging 12 points, shooting 38 percent on 6.6 three point. Attempts per game. That's not good. 38%. I mean, I guess that's kind of average. Um, yeah, I mean, that. that's not that big of a move. It'll add something, I guess. They add a score. That's all they a did. A little they, bit. They add. They, yeah, that's not that the, big of a move. The, uh, the, it's something. See, um, we have someone on the team if we trade everybody else for Anthony Davis, says Magic Johnson. Um, <laughs> they're looking at getting Trevor Reza that would from be, Washington. That would be a good pickup. They're that very, would, yeah. I would much rather them do that and try Anthony Davis in the offseason than ship the entire fucking team for Anthony Davis and only have LeBron and Anthony Davis. <laughs> so speaking of Anthony Davis and what you just mentioned, let's talk about the proposed deal. <gasps> <laughs> I have some, I have some feelings. I also I'm trying to see if I have the actual. I don't think I saved it. Of course, right, you do that. And I'm gonna pull up the roster because I I just I have a point to prove here. Yes, you pulled. Uh, I'm trying to find the actual proposal <laughs> because it's kind of ridiculous. 
Not kind of. It's very ridiculous. So it's like, take out kind of. Yeah. You know, damn well it's ridiculous. I'm sorry. I'm stalling for time right now. Uh, da, 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 da. <laughs> I'm not good at this. These are all Super Bowl stuff. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I don't see it. <laughs> okay, here we go. In the Lakers' first off, or the oh, this is the first offer to the Pelicans. L.A. offered Lonzo Ball, Kyle Kuzma, Rajon Rondo, Michael Beasley, and a first-round pick, right? Holy shit, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. But then... But then... I believe they upped the ante. Now I can't freaking find it, of course. Go to Woj's Twitter. He, he, he had the updated. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. I don't know why I didn't do that to begin with. Woj... But they added more people. I believe they, they added... It was two second or two first-round picks... And and a bunch of players. And apparently, the Lakers literally were like, we're actually glad that they turned it down. <laughs> Gee, I wonder why. Because please recite the players, and I'll tell you how many people on their fucking active roster they would have traded. Go ahead. Be my guest. I'm, I'm trying to find it. I'm getting there. Hold on. Go ahead. Just go ahead. Um, Just go ahead. Do, 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 do. This is great radio. <laughs> um, I'm pissed that Rodney Hood went to Portland. Why? Milwaukee was in on him. Milwaukee's technically in on Anthony Davis, yeah, we'll, too. We'll get to that. <laughs> um, God, how far back was this? That's the first offer. Well, fuck. Anyway, it was... I can I can kind of okay. So the second the second deal off the top of my head was Lonzo, yep. Kuzma, yep. Ingram. Yep. I believe it was Beasley and or Hart. 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 And I think Rondo was in there too. Yep, Rondo was in there. Five players and two first round picks for Anthony Davis. And I think they were trying to squeeze another play like Dante Cunningham or something out of it. There was like legit and it's funny that they they basically traded their entire starting lineup yeah. sans LeBron. They traded their and they're about to trade. The, they were going to trade their entire starting lineup and a sixth man. It's ridiculous. Like for one player, and then who was going to be left on the team? So you you cross out all those people, right? This is who's left on the team because Beasley was Beasley part of that deal. The first one, not the second. All one. right, so this is who's left on that team: Michael Beasley, Isaac Bonga, Contavious Caldwell Pope. Alex Caruso, Tyson Chandler, JaVale McGee, Lance Stevenson, Mo Wagner, Jonathan Williams, not Zubach. Wow. All for Anthony Davis. And that's the team that's supposed to take it to the Warriors and make it deep in the Western Conference Finals. When you traded your entire fucking team! Which, don't get me wrong, trade everyone and just let LeBron and AD play two on five all game. <laughs> I would pay to watch that. This isn't the Eastern Conference, Kyle. <laughs> this is not the Eastern Conference. I'm just saying, I maybe not a full season, at least one game. I would pay to watch that. Um, yeah, I just uh, it's how can you if you I okay I get not being confident in getting him in free agency because you've been burned a couple times. Now. So let's mortgage our entire future. Exactly. No. That okay. That's what I, I get. I get their thinking. I don't. No. I. I get their thinking. Oh, I mean, I get the fear, but I don't get the I alternative to the fear. I don't get, here's our top 
three stars, two of our role players, and two first-round picks. All of which are really fucking good. Like, what? For a player who could really just be like, ha ah, peace yeah, exactly. in the offseason. He might not even resign. He could be the ultimate fucking troll job just right there. play it out. There's a lot of free agents in the offseason. Just try to get one. Go try to get AD in the offseason. Don't give up. First of all, don't give up Kuzma. He should be untouchable. They shouldn't give up, like, three of those fucking people. Lonzo is okay. He can go. Well, Lonzo just made himself... Well, Lonzo didn't make himself untradeable. LaVar reared his ugly head back and made Lonzo untradeable. Fuck LaVar. Um, I feel bad for Lonzo sometimes. Ingram, I wouldn't mind if they traded, but I wouldn't mind if they kept type of thing. He's finally starting to show signs of... I mean, it was delayed, but he's finally showing more... True. It's not more than the occasional... Something like that, yeah. But it's the occasional glimpse is now starting to become a little bit more consistent with his ability. Just great on 2K, let me tell you. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> um, Becky Lynch is great on Twitter. Anyway, uh, yeah, so, okay, so let's talk about this AD thing. Now, I have three of the teams, but I don't remember. Do you remember all four teams that he's interested in? Bucks, Knicks. Was Knicks the other one? Knicks was Knicks one. Knicks was the other one. It's it's Lakers, Clippers, Bucks, Knicks. Are the four teams. I believe there might be a couple other ones, but those are the top four. Yep, and those were those were the most recently added yes. ones to his. He would re-sign a deal and, with. Yeah, those are like his top, like, I would sign a long deal with these teams. Now, can you fucking imagine a team with LeBron – or, Jesus, sorry, with Giannis – and Anthony Davis. I can tell you right now, I have an idea of who they would ship, and I don't like it. No, I'm not saying they trade. I'm saying sign them in the offseason. They don't have the money to do that, do they? The Bucks are kind of strapped. If they get rid of some people. They'd have to get rid of Middleton. We, they wouldn't have to get rid of Middleton. Yeah, they paid Middleton. Dude. I know they did, but... that The majority of their money is Middleton. I mean, Bledsoe and Brooks... All right, so I'm, I'm looking at salary-wise. They're both up. I was going to say, Bledsoe... He's up. George Hill. Yep. Chris Middleton. Tony Snell. Oh, God. We could get rid of that. Let's those deals up? It should be. Mm-hmm. I think he has one. Him and we, Lopez, we only signed for one year. Okay. I believe Bledsoe's contract is up this season. Okay. And Snell, I, with Snell, we could definitely try. We should try to trade Tony Snell. Who's going to eat 10 mil for Tony fucking Snell? I don't know. We honestly should just try to. Get rid. Just we just need to get rid of him for anything. I would just eat it until his con. If his try if to it, trade him to the Knicks or something. Say, if his didn't, I, mean, I don't think the Knicks are in the business Magic, of taking bad contracts right it. now. I don't know. But Cleveland. If, if Snell, <laughs> if Snell's deal expires at the end of the season, I would just eat it right now. Honestly. Oh well, yeah. Just eat it and let him walk. I don't know. Who do you think they would? You think they would have to give up K mid? Yep. They would have. They would have to get. I can tell you, they would probably have to give up. Come on, go back. Is that such a bad thing? Team that he's an all star and he's a really he's a really good Robin to Giannis's Batman right now. Yes, but this is Anthony Davis we're talking about. You need a shooter, a consistent knockdown shooter, and un- and unless Giannis just wakes up tomorrow and becomes Steph Curry, we've seen him evolve very quickly. <laughs> he ain't gonna evolve in twenty four hours, Kyle. Um, no, we're we're forty eight hours away from the well. By the time this podcast comes out, twenty four hours away from the deadline. Yeah, I yeah. This I got, is who I think they would trade. Okay. Also, by the way, that stupid contract they gave to Ersan Ilyasova because. Oh yeah, that's true. I don't like so much. I like bringing him back, but I didn't like the contract. What are you looking at? 
Oh, sorry. I'm let, let me let me look at um. I got a weird ass notification, but all right. So here's who I think the Bucks would probably have to trade because knowing the they'd have to give a, some first rounders, right? These yeah. are these are who I think would be part of that trade. Okay. Bledsoe most likely. Most likely. Eric uh, Malcolm Brogdon, 100% would have to be in that trade. Malcolm Brogdon would be in that. Most likely. Like the Pelicans would be like give give him us. He would be a he would be in that deal. Um. Chris Middleton, I could see them asking for. George Hill, not really. Yeah, I could see them look asking for Bledsoe, Brogdon. Who else did I say? A uh, Middleton, and first round picks, and I think you can. Out of those, and I don't know, they maybe Thon Maker, but they were looking to get rid of him anyway, yeah. so. I wouldn't be surprised if he was tossed in there. Yeah, but I personally think I would be very surprised if when the deadline hits and Thon Maker's still a buck is all I have to say. Like the Bucks team that we're going Unfortunately, me too. Like the Bucks team that we're going to, you want to know the telltale sign for me? If Thon Maker isn't even in isn't isn't suited up, if he, he has been. But if he's like if he's not even even on the bench, I can tell you right now he's Fair. gone. Fair. That will be my telltale sign right there. I think there. he's most likely gone. Um, oh, I need to look at yesterday's. I don't know that. Okay, you if, when you put it in when you put it that way, I don't want to trade for him because I don't want to give up anything really. That's too many. I mean, think about it. The, with the team they have right now, they're the best team in the league. I agree. Adding Anthony Davis, yeah, that would be like, oh shit, that's great. You have but, you have Giannis and Anthony Davis, but at the expense of what? You're kind of gutting a young core that again is already proven to be the best team in the league, and even though Jan. Don Maker, DNP, coach's decision. He's gone. Yeah, I, 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 Maker's gone by the deadline. I kind of already knew that. I've come to terms with it, even though that was my favorite draft class ever. <laughs> Brogdon and Maker. Anyway, yeah, I, I think they're in the running. I it 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 would be very hard to sign him, obviously. But I think they are. I think they're in the running just because I think you would want to play with Giannis. Mm-hmm. And we've seen for some reason that people don't want to play with LeBron. I don't understand it. I would love to play with LeBron. Um, I don't know why he would want to go to the Clippers chasing money. But there again, I I don't think he's chasing money because he could have just took that Supermax. He really could have. So I just – I in my mind, it's Lakers or Bucks because the Knicks aren't doing anything. Are you talking trade or are you talking just signing? Wait, if, if he signs. I don't know. If he signs? Trade? If he signs, I still put the Knicks in there. Really? I do. Why? Who do they have that would attract him to go win? I don't know. Ask him. He's on their list. He are there on I his know, list. I know, and that, I don't get that. But they have the money for the two max slots, and and I feel like Anthony Anthony, I, da- Anthony Davis has the pull to be like, hey, that's true. Come play with he me. Say, let's bring could. back the New York. Yeah, let's bring back the New York Knicks. The East is shit. It will. All I need is one more star and a few more role players. KD and AD in New York. I think he needs a. I think he needs a point guard. Necessarily, paging <laughs> Kyrie. Oh dear God, I would become a Knicks fan. I'm gonna tell you right now. I would hate myself, but I would do it. Kyrie same. and AD. Same. I'm, I'm there. Same. I don't know. I if he signs anywhere, I still think he would sign with the Lakers because they yes. could keep that core and add an AD. <laughs> Good luck, West. Yeah, that's true. The Bucks. I think they have to. They have to pull some finesse moves in 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 the in the off season. 
I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna sit here and pretend like I know the salary cap situation. I don't. All I know is that from the last time I checked, they're kind of strapped, yeah. and some of the contracts that they gave were questionable at best. Yeah. Even though there are a few short-term deals that they can get out of, I believe at the end of this year. I but so. I think out of everybody on there who I think would be on the outside looking in of those teams, it would be the Bucks because of salary cap reasons. Yeah. All the other teams I mentioned, they could throw the book at AD without any problem. The Bucks would have to finesse a few things. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I'm super. I'm super stoked for off season, and we're not even tall. Stoked for off season? Shit, I'm stoked for the next forty for the next few hours. Is the, the trade deadline? The trade soon? deadline's Thursday. Oh dear God. Oh, I love the trade deadline. Trade anyway, de- I'll be sitting on. I'll be sitting in physics class, pulling up a Woj's Twitter everywhere. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Anyway, we're gonna take a quick break. Quick, quick little ad, and when we come back, we're going to talk about baseball. Cool. See you then. Welcome into our exclusive <laughs> first RKO interview. Uh, joining me today is one of my, well, I mean, I say my friend, I've met him once, <laughs> <laughs> and we've sort of kept in contact on social media, but uh, the first time that we met, I-, I told him about the podcast, and he has wanted to come on ever since. He's a huge Dallas Mavericks fan, and so I thought this now is as good a time as any to have him on the show. So, ladies and gentlemen, Dustin. How's it going? <laughs> so... Uh, first question, how long have you been the Dallas fan? I feel like I asked you this last time, but I forgot. Oh, yeah. Um, so, you know those little Sports Illustrated for Kids magazines you get when you're little, right? Oh, yeah. So, it was probably about 2002 or 2003. There was a June edition, and obviously I had to check who had the same birthday as me. And it was uh, Dirk Nowitzki, obviously. So... Yeah, probably 2002 or 2003. And I think the next season I just saw a game that he was on and he just destroyed it. So I've just kind of followed the Mavs ever since. I was little. All right. Well, so you've been a Mavericks fan longer than I've even been an NBA fan. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, granted, when I was younger, you kind of follow it loosely. but. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, so yeah. So the breaking news, uh, what was it? Was it yesterday? It was two days ago now. Two days uh, ago, yeah. Christoph Porzingis, uh, along with a couple other players, getting traded to the Dallas Mavericks for Dennis Smith Jr., DeAndre Jordan, and Wesley or Wes Matthews, and a few first rounds. And uh, yeah, there's a few first rounds coming from New York. What was your initial reaction when you first saw the trade? Um, when I first saw it, actually, a friend sent it to me, and I thought, "Huh, that's an interesting hypothetical trade. Why are you <laughs> sending this to me?" And then I immediately found out that it was real, and I. that's wild. I'm all about it, though. As a Mavericks fan, I'm all about it. I yeah. think it's a fantastic move. I I agree, and my, my whole thing about this was uh, it, it looks good from both sides. Obviously, the Knicks will have to see if it works out for them Yeah, because it looks like their whole mission with this was clearing out cap space. So if oh, they don't sure. sign anyone – it's a failure, but you know we have to wait for the off season to see that. Kristaps um, is out for this season, more than likely. Uh, Mark Cuban already came out and said that he is mm-hmm. most likely not going to play this season, but he did say that he was going to sign the qualifying offer and he is going to play next season for Dallas for sure. Yep. And then we'll have to see after that. I'm assuming it depends on how next season goes. <laughs> yeah. So. 
with that trade, you guys losing Wes Matthews and DeAndre Jordan, I don't know how much they were even impacting you guys beforehand. They they were starters, but they were getting dropped off after the season anyway. Okay. So does this impact your guys' game plan this year as far as trying to make the playoffs? Because you're number 12 right now, but it's a pretty close race. Yeah, I mean, I think at this point we're pretty much out here playing for nothing, really. Yeah. It kind of feels like it. There's a lot of people who are thinking that we try and tank and just see if the odds get us to keep our top five pick against that we gave to Atlanta because that's top five mm -hmm. protected. Right. But that's almost unrealistic. We're just kind of stuck in a no man's land for this year, which is a little unfortunate. But so I think, yeah, I, go I, ahead. I think we just give the reins to Luca and let him get chemistry with his new teammates. Absolutely. Do you guys think uh, is this your last move? Like, obviously, you might get a couple of role players in the off season uh, to replace the guys that you are going to lose and just have lost. But do you think? The, the Mavericks are going to try to make any other big moves to go along with Luca and Chris Stops? Um, I mean, really, we don't, at least in the offseason, we don't have any room to play with if Harrison Barnes signs his uh, player option, <laughs> True. which is unfortunate. I would love for him, granted, he's an Ames, Iowa boy from right here, but I'd love him gone. Um, <laughs> as far as this season, I think we probably are done. So I. I don't know. You never know what Mark Cuban has up his sleeve. True. Um, Connor, my co-host, was not able to be here today. He's busy at work. But uh, he had one question that he wanted me to ask you. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think that Luca and Kristaps can be the next iteration of Nash and Dirk? I mean, it's a really interesting combo. I really love this combination because Kristaps can space the floor. They can do pick and roll, pick and pop. And actually with Tim Hardaway Jr., him not being a number one option, they Kristaps and Luka can attract three or four defenders, and Luka can just yeet it weak side to uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. in the corner. I think it's a fantastic potential for our offense this coming year. As far as... <laughs> Nash Dirk, that's uh, that's that's a bit of a stretch we have yet to see, but I I'm all sold on Luke anyway. I have to see Chris Stops come back from his ACL before I'm willing to say anything like that. But I think there's potential to be one of the best duos in the NBA. I completely agree. Uh, like I I'm sold on Luca. I wasn't because I wanted to see him prove himself. <laughs> coming into the league you know you know you got to be skeptical of that kind of stuff but he has come in and he has completely balled out i believe he's going to be rookie of the year in my oh, mind without a doubt and yeah. he, he is just playing incredibly it's a shock to me that dallas is only 12th but then i look at the rest of the roster and realize yeah that makes sense um so and and you know the west is tough this year yeah i'm getting lebron and the clippers out of nowhere and I was actually looking at this yesterday, and I'm pretty convinced that if the Mavericks were in the East, we'd be sixth seed, maybe seventh. <laughs> I believe it. But <laughs> uh, my another question I had for you: so you're not going to get him this year, but next year when Kristaps starts playing with you, mm -hmm. how much does that impact you guys? Like, does I I, I think personally it's going to shoot you into the playoffs. 
like that's almost a foregone yeah. conclusion. But do you think this shoots you top five in the West? Does it put you, you know, at least top eight, obviously, but where, where do you think it puts the Mavericks? Um, I mean, a lot of it has to do with this huge off season, I think yeah. really before you can go ahead and answer any of that. But yeah, I definitely think, I mean, if we're going on the assumption that Chris stops is back to his 23 points, you know, six and a half and two and a half blocks a game. If he's back in that form immediately, then yeah, I'd say we're a six, five seed maybe. I think just those two alone can will us to enough wins, especially if Tim Hardaway Jr. starts playing. I think he's a heavily underrated part of that trade. <laughs> I brought yeah. him up twice already. Um, and like even Courtney Lee is serviceable. If he's open, he'll make his threes. I think he's 38% in three he, or something yeah, like that. He'll be a solid player too. Yeah, so I'm... And we have good young players. We didn't have to get rid of Max or DFS for that trade. I mean, we have a lot of good role players just to go around those two. I yeah, I, I would say probably five or six seed if I just had to make a really bullshit uh, right prediction here. Well, it's, yeah, because we have no idea. We don't know where KD's going. Anthony Davis. You know, there's a lot of different things people could jump. If east. half that talent goes, to the, yeah. If half that goes to the east, then it's suddenly a lot sunnier days for the rest of the west. <laughs> it could be very interesting. I like it. Uh, the biggest thing that someone actually brought up to me was because uh, I didn't even think about that. Like I was just thinking, oh, Luca and Porzingis on the same team, they're going to score a lot of points. But you start to think about the actual combinations while they're on the same court. Like the pick and roll opportunities between those two. Like either way. Kristaps can handle it and Luca can roll, or Luca can handle it and Chris, and they can do pick and roll, pick and pop, like the. And then you have, like you mentioned, uh, Hardaway and Lee on the outside, your newest newest additions. I think that's such a dangerous combination, and I would almost run pick and roll every time. <laughs> yeah, well, and even like Harrison Barnes, I think yeah. he shoots forty percent from three this year, it's, or something yeah, like that, on his on his spot ups. Yeah. Well, yeah, and he's going to stay, unfortunately. <laughs> as long as we don't give him the ball in an ISO situation, we're good. Um, yeah, no, there's a lot of potential for this offense. And I think the biggest thing, too, is for the future, if we get some contracts cleared up, if these two start playing well, Dallas, a big market team, becomes a huge free agent spot, right? I, I completely agree, yeah. Who wouldn't want to play with these two? It, it'd be hard to say that you didn't want to. <laughs> uh yeah so okay do you think past the 2019 season when Kristaps becomes an un unrestricted free agent do you mm -hmm. think he's going to test that market do you think he's going to get extended during the 2019 season do you see Kristaps staying long term i mean i think it all goes it all depends on this coming season but i i think we're playing the long game here and we're betting that if it goes well we we probably just sign him back for as much as we can, you know. Yeah, I I personally think, especially I mean, if this it depends on how next year goes, you know, if the if for some reason there's no chemistry, you can yeah. see Kristaps saying, mm, you know, I'll try somewhere else. Mm -hmm. But in in my opinion, I think it's going to work. I think these two are going to mesh very well, um, and I I. I feel like Kristaps is going to kind of plant here and try to try to win. 
I, I would like to think that too. And the only contingency right now is his ACL because he is a big guy. Right. But hurt ACL, like mobility or not, he's a seven foot three dude who shoots thirty nine percent from three his last season or something like that. Like worst case scenario, he can just spot up and shoot threes if he's not the same player. You know. Absolutely. Yeah. That's still great for spacing. No one's going to be able to contest that. He's good at shooting with people in his face too. So. Yeah, I don't see any reason why he doesn't become a long-term Maverick. They don't call him the Unicorn for nothing. Exactly. <laughs> uh, let's see here. What was I going to – well, a couple. I do have a couple questions not on the Mavericks since you are such an avid ba- uh, basketball fan. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you think Denver stands any chance in the playoffs? You know, I do. I mean, I, I well, it depends on what – standing a chance means to you <laughs> would they be would they be able to hang with the warriors it wouldn't be a 4-0 series i think the warriors would probably come out on top i mean i do i do have the warriors winning it this year Ooh. and i i i, I think <laughs> that sounded skeptical <laughs> i'm a little I biased <laughs> what you cheering for your bucks up there oh of course hey i would I would be thrilled if the Bucks won it all this year. I'm just saying they have the best record in the league. <laughs> yeah, they do. They do. Yeah. I. Yeah. Who? Okay. So okay, you have the Warriors coming out. Who do you have in the East? Oh, probably the Bucks. Yeah. That's the, the thing. I, I, I love how the Bucks are built. I do too. I think it's great, and the combination of Budenholzer and Lopez, I think, two great pickups in the off season, mm-hmm. and. And now the emergence of DJ Wilson, who is just a stellar on defense. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's hard for me to sit here and say that I don't think Toronto could beat us in seven. The Celtics, I think, could, depending on I, where all their drama takes them. Yeah, I think the Celtics just have too many, I don't know, too many personalities, too much mm-hmm. chemistry issues to make it anywhere. And I guess, they're, I mean, I think the, Nuggets can make it far because they are a very deep team as well. Yeah, they're they're sneaky how deep they are. I think they had two starters out and Monte Morris, their point guard who was a two way player last year, put up twenty seven and six or something on like <laughs> seven of eleven shooting. Jeez. Like their backup point guard just comes out and balls. So yeah, yeah, I, I think the Nuggets got a chance, but I don't see them outlasting the Warriors. And if I'm honest, I don't know that I see the Bucks doing it either, but I do <laughs> love how the Bucks are built, and I'd love to see it happen. Uh, what are your thoughts on Philadelphia? Oh, Philly? I'm trying to think of how that playoff picture would go right now. So they would play six seed, right, if they're three? Yep. They'd beat them. Yeah, I mean, I... Well, okay, so what what do you think of the combination of personalities there, especially with Jimmy Butler being involved? Yeah, they kind of have weird spacing issues, don't they? Because, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess I, I I don't see that necessarily see them making a deep playoff run. I think Joel Embiid has enough to, like, will them pretty far. But Jimmy Buckets isn't honestly the same offensive player that he used to be anymore, in my opinion, and... Ben Simmons can't hit a shot, and if you're going to be a primary ball handler, I think you kind of got to be able to do that a little bit to make it anywhere. Yeah. Uh, where do you think Anthony Davis goes? 
where do I think? I think he ends up with the Lakers one way or another. I don't know if it's this year. So, okay. Hold up. Why? <laughs> Sorry. So, Lakers, or LeBron, AD are obviously in talks, right? Yeah. Is your opinion that he's going to the Lakers one way or another? Yes. I think he's going to sign with them in the offseason. In the offseason. Yeah. I don't think he'll get traded there. If they turn down that first offer, I don't know what else. I don't think the Lakers should try to give up anything more. That's what I'm wondering is if the Lakers are so confident that he's going there in free agency, why are they trying to trade away their future? Why Kyle Kuzma? That's my question. <laughs> well, I don't get why any of it. If they can yeah. just get him in the offseason. The whole point of these young guys on their – I'm pretty sure they're all on their rookie contracts, right? Even B.I. probably still? Yeah, he should be. They have a lot of young talent on rookie contracts. They're just trying to give it up for you know, LeBron and AD being together, hoping that they can outlast a Warriors team this year. Yeah, and I don't think that would work. Like, just no. those two, you need help around them. Yeah, I guess I don't really understand their thinking and all that. Why don't they just wait it out? I mean, I guess LeBron's probably impatient and he's in kind of win-now mode, but I... Well, I think it goes back to what happened in this offseason where they didn't get... It was Paul George and it was someone else. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, why? Why? Exactly. Like, they're, they're thinking, okay, we were going to trade for him, but we're confident he's going to sign with us. And then he didn't sign with us type of situation. So now they're thinking, okay, maybe we should just pull the trigger and we should trade for him. You know, it's, yeah, it's interesting, but I definitely think, you know, he wants to go to there. LeBron's there. So I'm sure LeBron wants him there. I I think they should just wait. Even if he gets traded somewhere else, I don't think he'll resign. I think he'll go and sign with the Lakers after that. That's what I'm convinced of too. And I just, that, that thinking makes me wonder why they're willing to, just trade away their entire future but yeah it's funny <laughs> it really is uh Kyrie Irving what do you think his future is I honestly think Kyrie and KD both have a solid chance to end up on the Knicks and people are going to initially think that the Knicks well not initially because Knicks got a bunch of heat but the people are going to come around to the Knicks on this trade decision but I don't think those two can make can win a ring on their own either. I, I think they're going to make it to the playoffs in the East, and people are going to be temporarily happy because the Knicks are finally not bums, but they're not going anywhere. Yeah. I, it'd be, I don't think they could. Well, who would they? Neither of those are leaders. Neither of those two are leaders. Well, yeah, that's exactly true. It'd be interesting. They'd be a very good regular season team. But yeah. I could I could see them crumbling in the playoffs, yeah, because I could see no one steps up. I could also see Kyrie staying with the Celtics just Ooh. just to try and prove that that team can make it work. Which I personally, no... I personally don't think it can work. Gordon Hayward doesn't seem like the same player, and it, no, he doesn't. It does seem like too many cooks on the court. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, Kyrie's just stubborn enough to be that kind of guy. I feel like that's true. I see now the LeBron fan in me and the Kyrie fan in me because he's a dookie mm-hmm. wants me to think that, <laughs> and I know this won't happen. This is the fantasy booking inside my head. Kyrie takes yeah. ta- Kyrie takes less money to go play with the Lakers, and they also sign Anthony Davis. Ooh, yeah, that could work. I think I think that could work beautifully. 
but I, I don't think that could ever happen. <laughs> yeah, I could see that team going somewhere because then you have like your three stars, even yeah. if they do trade away their future otherwise. Exactly, but, yeah. Man, I would hate to see that. Just as <laughs> a, a fan of a team in the West. <laughs> All right, last question for you. Besides yeah. Luca, mm-hmm. who is the biggest All Star snub? Uh, yeah. I was gonna say D'Lo, but he ended up getting in in the East. Mm-hmm. Man, I I gotta look up the All Star list now. Yeah, right. I know some of the bigger ones. You know, Devin Booker, Rudy Gobert. Uh, uh, who's the point guard for the Nuggets? Jamal Murray? Yeah, Jamal Murray. Yep. Let's see here. There's a couple other names in there. Oh, Tobias Harris didn't make it in. Yep. He's a big one who's been, you know, carrying that yeah. Clippers team. Yeah, I'd, I'd almost have to go with him. I was thinking that he was in. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I... in my mind, Luka's the biggest snub. <laughs> I oh I agree with that 100%, but I also have to admit massive amounts of bias. So. <laughs> Absolutely. I he, see no there's no way that he doesn't get over get in over Aldridge and some people would argue, but I mean, Clay Thompson, he's only shooting 38% mm, from 3. Yeah. And other than defend, that's all he does. And no one wants to see that in the All-Star game. Defense and spot up threes. Yeah. Uh, that's a good <laughs> point. I mean, it, I mean it hard to it would hard to be it would be hard to say Clay Thompson doesn't deserve to be an all-star. Yeah. But when you do make the comparison, Luka versus Clay this season, yeah, you could make there is a solid argument. I mean, I know Rudy Gobert, how he felt that whole thing was on Twitter about him not making it. Yeah. I, he's not great offensively, and he had a slow start of the year. Absolutely. I, so. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't – like, I get, I get his emotions – and I'm yeah. oh. making that like that's completely fine. I don't fault him for that, but I do I I don't necessarily think he made it in this year, you know. So mm-hmm. I think they got that one right. As um, far as Devin Booker, he's a great scorer and he's getting assists, but he's not you know, the whole, uh, I think a lot of the argument against Luka was his team's not winning and Devin Booker's even farther down that yeah, wrong. That's very true. I'm just looking. I'm trying to find. I saw a graphic earlier, and I'm trying to find it, but now I can't find it. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, I'd almost have to go with Toby Harris. I think. I, that's a and that's a great shout. I think he he has been, and that's not a name that springs to mind for most people, but mm-hmm. he has he's been. Oh, playing, he's been balling out. Yeah, he's been balling out for the Clippers, and he's got him in a playoff spot as of right now. I personally think they'll drop out. But, yeah, probably to the Lakers or Kings even. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, okay. And one final thing. Best team in the East right now? Uh, Bucks. Yeah. Just needed you to say that. <laughs> okay. I, I saw a fantastic graphic, and I don't know if this was entirely accurate or even how long ago this was, but it was a shot chart of the most, like the position where each Bucks player had taken the most shots, <laughs> and I loved it. Every single player was in the restricted zone, right under the basket, except for Brooke Lopez. Was <laughs> I thought, what a beautiful draft. I know. Our seven-foot center <laughs> is the only one who isn't taking <laughs> two-footers. 
I but everyone it. else shoots threes too. It works great. You guys are just efficient. At, at, yeah. You guys are doing what the essentially the rocket state of mind where it's twos and threes only, or like, you know, layups and threes only, but you're a hell of a lot more efficient at it. Yeah. I mean, it helps when you have two seven footers <laughs> who yeah. are mostly dunking instead of layups. Eric Bledsoe, who's a magician. Malcolm Brogdon is strong at the rim. You know, mm-hmm. you know, just like you said, very efficient at it. So, yeah, I just needed you to I just needed to hear you say that. Oh, yeah. your best. Anyway. <laughs> well, thank you, Dustin. This was yes, uh, a delight. I'm glad we finally got you on. So absolute honor. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. Yes, sir. And we're back. Hello. So nothing's happened to baseball. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, wait, better better question before we move on. Have Machado and Harper signed yet? Ooh, no. All right, cool. What's the next topic? <laughs> hey, what about Dallas Keuchel? No, I don't think he has signed either. Nope, okay, next All right, cool. Topic. What's the next topic? <laughs> no, but for real, though, like, what the hell? <laughs> this is ridiculous. Can you- it's just so funny. We talked about this before the show. Everyone in the postseason was like, holy crap, where, where are they going to go? Where are they going to go? There's actually so many good names outside of Harper and Machado, too. Where are they going to go? Where are they going to go? We are what? Just over a week away from pitchers and catching reporter, pitchers and catchers reporting, and everyone is just like, "For God's sake, just sign!" Just sign. Like, we don't, I don't even care. Anymore. I don't even care. Like eight days. Like White Sox McGee here and Connor Jordan Dugan Moore. That would be me. White Sox fucking McGee, who's been driving home <laughs> optimism about the Sox signing Machado in a dark horse for, for Harper. I don't even care anymore. I I won't. The point where I'm at is I just want baseball to happen and for them to sign anywhere. I don't care if it's Philly. I don't care if it's San Diego who's now here. I don't care if they re-sign where they were. I just want them to sign. You know what? Scratch that. Keuchel needs to go to Milwaukee, and then I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my god! I can second that. The Brewers are, the, the Brewers are, yeah. are like, certified my second favorite baseball team. I'm just They're saying there. I'm going to be there opening day. I want to see Dallas Keuchel. That's all I want to say. Dallas, um, Ke- Dallas Keuchel as the opening day starter for the Brewers has a nice ring to it. Yeah. But for real, I there's not much to talk about for baseball until something happens. So until something happens or until baseball actually starts, we probably won't bring it up for a while, unfortunately. As much as I want to talk about Trust it. Trust me, I'm waiting to give to do like our yeah. little division picks. But yeah. thanks, baseball, for giving me another boring offseason two years in a row. Anyway... Let's talk about WWE. Elimination Chamber's coming up next week. Not next week. Next week's the go-home show. Mm-hmm. It's 13 days away or whatever. It's the 17th, I believe it is. Update, I am still currently double champ, at least for now. Yes. You, yeah. And At least for now. Unless you retain at Chamber, you won't be, but, you know. I'll still have the, I'll still have the fantasy belt. Yeah, you just won't be double champ. I don't care. So, as of right now, we have the inaugural women's tag team championship match, which is in the chamber. I'm super excited about that. Um, now, there's only two face teams in there. Mm-hmm. And right now, I'm a little scared that Sasha and Bailey aren't going to win. But I think it will lead to a storyline where they do win it at WrestleMania. Right. I don't think they'll be the first champs. But they will win. I think they'll win it at Mania. That's just my see. <laughs> Perfect storyline booking in my head. Mm-hmm. Becky beats Ronda, Charlotte beats Oscar, and Bailey and Sasha win the tag titles 
the four horsewomen standing tall with titles at the end of WrestleMania. Oh, 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 wait, wait. Charlotte wins the title again? Yeah, fuck it. Uh, for storyline purposes. You can give it back to Asuka the night after. No, fuck storyline purposes. Don't strip it from Asuka this quickly. Charlotte's had the title. Give it back to her on Tuesday. Charlotte's had the title enough. She could, she'll be fine. You know that they want her to tie Ric Flair. <laughs> I know they want. She's already an eight-time champion, I'm pretty sure. Seven or eight. Doesn't Rick have, like, how many does Rick, Rick have? Rick has like? 16. She's halfway. Whoa! They're not, oh! <laughs> They're not going to fast track her for the sake of Rick. Look at the Sasha feud. You're right. <laughs> You're right. Most of those title changes came via Sasha. I'm just saying. No, but for, okay. I'm just saying. If you want to put her in a title feud so badly, have her feud. Have her be the first big feud with, uh, with yeah. uh, Becky. No, she needs to stay on SmackDown. Charlotte needs to stay on SmackDown. You're right. Someone needs to stay on SmackDown. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I'm trying to find, okay, Women's Revolution, Raw Women's Champ. Okay, no, I, that's not what I want. I want, like, how many times she's been champion. Fuck. It's not going to tell me, is it? Record-tying Women's Champion. <laughs> Sorry. Looking, 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 looking. Come on. <laughs> Where is it? I don't. Um, Seven. Okay, she's seven times. So she's barely, almost halfway. Anyway, um, so I'm excited for that match. It should be a good match. We've seen tag team matches in the chamber before. They were good, but they were men tag teams. So I don't know. It's probably going to be a sloppy match. I'm not going to lie to you, but it's it should be good. Miz and Shane versus the Usos. I smell the Usos are back in it again. Yeah, I know. It, it, I mean, don't get don't get me wrong. I love you know I love the Usos, but damn, they go to them. They're going to the well again. I think they put the Usos in there because I think you think that I smell a heel turn. Miz could turn on Shane during the match, and the Usos could take the titles, setting up their WrestleMania match. Either that or. See, no, they, you want to build it because you don't want to do it at Fastlane where you only have three weeks to build. Right, I was going to say, you need enough time. So you time. need to do it here. This, I was going to say, Elimination Chamber is usually, scratch that, should be, the goal in, 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 the goal in, in, in retrospect, yes. should be the pay-per-view where, where if you need that one last catalyst to add to a few to really spice it up before, before Mania... It should be Elimination Chamber seeing that. I, agree. I mean, if they didn't have Fastlane smack dab in the middle this year, then I'd be like, you know what? Fuck it. You could throw it literally in the middle of the eight weeks. You have the eight weeks. But since Fastlane is literally a month before Mania, yeah, it's you kind of need something. Stupid. You kind of need something now. Uh, Daniel Bryan defending his hemp, WWE Hempyweight Championship against AJ Styles, Jeff Hardy, Mustafa Ali, Randy Orton, and Samoa Joe inside the chamber. That'll be fun. That's going to be such a good match. Jeff Hardy and Mustafa Ali are going to be in the chamber. Mustafa Ali in Elimination Chamber is great. Mustafa's going to do an 054 off the pod. And Jeff Hardy in Elimination Chamber at this age scares me. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> remember the Hell in a Cell match? Yep. You remember how hard oh, I was cringing God. at that? Oh, God, Mustafa's going to get RKO'd off the top of the cage, yep. off the pod. That's what's going to happen. Someone's anyway, getting RKO'd off the pod. That match is going to be amazing. Yep. I can't wait. And we'll see how Rowan gets in the in the chamber. 
I bet it'll just be someone's getting eliminated and they're leaving and Rowan will just come in or something like that. It'll be stupid. Um, and then the other conf the only other confirmed match is Buddy Murphy defending against Akira Tozawa. I, I, I said this to you before we started recording. I wish they would throw in fresh faces because Akira just got a title match. Why not? Like, there's so many other people. There's Drew Gulak. There's Tony Nese. There's a huge 205 Live. All heels. The two you mentioned were heels. I mean, they yeah. could go back to the well with Cedric Alexander. Oh, God, no. <laughs> I love, I love, don't get me wrong. I love Cedric Alexander, but dear God, no. But Grand Metalik, yep. Lince, Lince Dorado, any of the Lucha House Party in there. They look, they showed out when, they, though, when they gave him the when exactly, time. Exactly. still just had a match, but now it's Grand, you know, you can not, not, you could say now it's Grand Metalik's turn. You know, and Grand Metalik is fucking phenomenal. Right? So, I don't know. Uh, the other, there's two rumored matches. That probably will be uh, added within the week or next week on the shows. Ronda Rousey defending against Ruby Riot. I can't wait for that. That should be a great match. Oh yeah. I I've been looking forward to that match ever since the Super Showdown match where it was Ronda and the Bellas versus the Riot Squad, and we all thought, oh, they're protecting Ruby for for Ronda. But then the next, but then Monday on Raw they had Ruby tap out to, mm -hmm. yeah, it's whatever. I just, but, I've just been patiently waiting for them to put Ruby further up on the card. I agree. In the, I think as that's, far as the women's change, even though it's a chamber filler match, I don't care. I, she deserves to be in a title I, match. I agree. I think it's gonna be because she was put in the same spot at Fastlane last year against Charlotte, and mm -hmm. it was a great match. Yeah. So I'm very excited for that. The other one is, now it's off the top. Oh, there's two that I can think of. One, two. There's one that I can think of for sure. It's Revival. We're just named number one contenders for the Raw Championships, but it was not said when they will get that title shot, so it could be at the Chamber. I would love to see them get the titles. With the tag champs again. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby Roode and Chad Gable. Oh, right. That, they, they, they are still a thing. <sighs> that's hilarious. I'm sorry. That's where that's that's where we've exact that's where we've come to now. Point proven. The revival should be champs. And there was another one, but I can't remember what it is. So anyway, um, let's talk about a few people in particular. Seth Rollins having some back issues. Mm -hmm. Apparently, it's not WrestleMania threatening. That's good. But he will. He was supposed. Oh, the other match that is rumored. Finn and uh, Lashley? Yes, but another one. Uh, Drew McIntyre and Baron Corbin versus Braun, Braun Strowman and Kurt and Angle. Kurt Angle was supposed to be Seth Rollins, but they threw Kurt in there because Seth is injured. So, yes, and yes, Finn Lashley, which they might, they could hold off until Fastlane for that, but we'll see. I would like, um, can, can it just culminate in Finn actually having a damn belt on I him agree. again? Uh, yeah. But anyway, yeah, but yeah, so Rollins is injured. Um, he wasn't on Raw. I think they're playing it like Brock injured him last week. I think I think six I, fives. I think it's a smart ploy. Yeah, um, but apparently he's been dealing with some back issues lately. So well, I mean, he's been their freaking workhorse recently. True. So that'll be interesting to watch. Um, is, is it just like spasms or is it a strain? Like what is? I think it's just a. I think it's just like. Or is a it sore like back. or is it like a sore back? Because if it's a sore so. back, then I can completely understand yeah. that. I don't know. Because, I mean, not only that, he's their workhorse, but some of the spots that he does, too, it's it's understandable, yeah. or not surprising, rather. I wrote down Ronda. 
struggling to remember why. Listen, she cut an interesting promo on Raw, and everyone thinks it's weird because she said she has very weird language on how she talks, her word choice. Mm-hmm. Um, but apparently, that's just how she talks. I check out the check check it out at some yeah, point. It, it'll be it, it's interesting. But she ended the promo saying, uh, "Ice and Advil, bitch," and then stop talking. I was like, "Okay, that's actually great," because she's talking to Becky for the leg, obviously. I was like, "That's actually great. Like that should be a T-shirt. Ice and, Ice Advil, and Advil, bitch." bitch. <laughs> uh, so that was good. AJ Styles reportedly had a hernia. Oh, so he w- he was out last week, I think, or what? I don't know when the report came out, but he was apparently injured. But he showed up on SmackDown tonight and took a couple bumps, so I think he's okay. Right. He did a step up in Zaguri and he did a phenomenal forearm. So I think he's okay. <laughs> so don't need to talk too much about that. Dean Ambrose is in full-on 2014 Batista mode. He does not care. <laughs> he knows he's leaving, and he doesn't he's care. He's just booked. He's just... No, not 2014. When did he leave the first time? What was it, like 2009 or Some, something? Something like that, yeah. 2014 is pretty, is pretty accurate, though. I mean, yeah, that too. But no, Dean, go watch the Moment of Bliss segment. Oh, I did. I, watch- I saw a little bit of it, and then I saw EC3 just beat him. EC3 is a whole other issue. Yeah, Why? that looks. He is one of the best talkers to come out of NXT in a long so time. That looks so clunky on Monday. It looked very clunky, but he is one of the best talkers to come out of NXT, and he has been mute ever since he's come up. It's fucking stupid. Change it. But Dean Ambrose was fucking awesome in the interview beforehand, and he was really. <laughs> if you're EC3, where's EC1 one and two? two. <laughs> D- Dean. Dean was really funny. I'm gonna say Dean is just Dean's said, just going all the way. He in, said, Naya, that. Naya, I know you're attracted to me. I know I have this raw sexual magnetism. <laughs> like Dean, I don't think you could say that on TV. Can you imagine everyone just look? Can you just imagine they all just look at Renee like Renee? I, see, here was my <laughs> issue, and I brought it up on three count. Every other fucking week that they did this Seth Rollins Dean Ambrose storyline, they brought up this fucking Renee shit. But then Dean Ambrose is getting hit on, and he can't say, hey, that's my wife behind me. Right. (laughs) I don't get this company. Cannon. um, WWE Cannon. But no, literally before that segment, I was like, oh, Dean hasn't been on the show. They probably just wrote him out, and he's probably gone. And then he (laughs) strolls out, and I was like, oh, (laughs) never mind. Um, There's rumors about him doing a Triple H match, because they kind of set that up. There's also rumors about a Nia Jax what, match. What, so, so Triple H can definitely give him the fucking shovel? <laughs> that would be amazing. The shovel we but all know is coming? The match that's most likely going to happen is him versus EC3. So. For Mania? Yep. I'm about to give me an epic EC3 Mania entrance. That was rumored a couple weeks ago, and then they kind of started that storyline last so year. So is EC3, so. like, officially property of Raw now? No. Or no a one member is official of Raw? yet. So, isn't that... Is it? Wait, not Nia. I'm sorry. What? What? Nikki Cross? Because is didn't they randomly pair her with Alicia Fox? Yeah, but she's not official yet. That's so stupid, by the way. That's a that's another heavy machinery. Literally, SmackDown last week and Raw this week, they both had fatal four way tag team matches for number one contenderships, and heavy machinery were in both of the matches. <laughs> Was Nikki Cross on SmackDown tonight? No. And Lacey Evans has been nowhere to be seen. Since apparently Lars is still gone. I think Nikki's going on Raw because if she are, they're already she can't better her with- not be. I think that was just. I, s- I think that was literally only to set up 
so that someone, so that Bailey and Sasha could fight someone to go to change. So you put one of the most over woman superstars with, with yep. someone who's technically heel. Yep. But Which crazy. Nikki kind of played heel at that point. She played heel for most of the match. Which you kind of have to. I'm stupid. stupid I know they're dumb. Stupid. Um, Becky is amazing. <laughs> Next. <laughs> no, so uh, there were rumors that she was legitimately injured because she wears her knee brace everywhere, mm-hmm. and she got pulled from house shows. But is that why? Is that why they added Kyrie Sane to the SmackDown house, to house show circuit? I think so. Yes. Because because like they started adding I didn't her hear in about there. that. But yeah, that they would, added Kyrie to the that would make sense. Uh, to, to the circuit. Well, because they pulled AJ and they pulled. Becky. Mm-hmm. So then everyone was like, "Oh shit, what do we do?" Um, but yeah, but, uh, the, the Becky is not legitimately injured. They're just playing it like it's legit. They're mm-hmm. they're they're like, "Hey, limp everywhere. Just play it like you're hurt 24/7. Wear this knee brace all the time. We're going to play hardcore into it." Um, but now she's suspended and she's attacking McMahon's on Raw and she has a knee brace. Stone Cold. <laughs> Everyone gives people shit for making the Stone Cold comparisons, but how do you not? He is literally Stone Cold. How do you not? Like, I just, oh, God. She's one glass shatter away. (laughs) I'm not kidding you. The first time that uh, Stone Cold stunned Vince McMahon was when Vince would not clear him for action Mm -hmm. for a championship match. I'm not, not making that up. So the comparison is there. And then Paige. Yeah, what's happening? Two with things Paige? about Paige. One, her movie looks really good. I'm very excited same, to watch it. Same. It comes out in a couple weeks. Uh, Is that why keep... she was gone? Because she went on a promotional circuit for it? No. Like they why took they her off wrote because her? Because she was GM, and they got rid of GMs, so they just took her off. Yeah, but was yeah. that also? But in all honesty, in all honesty, though, do you think that was probably one reason so she, so she could go on a promotional tour for it? No. You don't think so? They don't have anything for her right now. Reportedly, backstage, she wants to be a manager again. Mm-hmm. So for whom exactly? So on Raw when she, she her music hit, yeah, and she came out and I was like, <laughs> "Oh my God, it's Paige! She's gonna announce that she's managing someone." She's like, "Hey, I have a movie come out. Watch the watch the trailer." And I was like, "Fuck, I got played." <laughs> we all got played. And then she did a backstage segment on SmackDown too. So I don't know. I I want her to be a uh, manager because I think she's fantastic. She's a really good talker. She's a great entertainer. She was really good with Absolution as a manager. Yes, so she was. I hope eventually they f- they give her something along those lines. So, but I'm very excited for that movie. That movie looks so good. I'm gonna go see it when it comes so out. So good. Um, yeah, that's all I have for WWE. Uh, it's here we go, Yelich season. <laughs> In eight days, that means baseball season. Mm-hmm. Uh, go follow here we here we go Yelich on Twitter. It's literally at here we go Yelich. Please follow us. Uh, and me and Connor are going to the Bucks game tomorrow. Very excited for that. It's gonna be the first Bucks game at Pfizer. Um, even though we went to Raw. Yeah. First Bucks. Park? The first, first Bucks game. game at the I'm yeah. very excited. I'm very excited. Oh, I'm ready. Yeah. So yeah, that'll be that. We'll probably do an episode on Thursday. Probably. Do an episode on Thursday. Yeah. Oh yeah. Probably. Yeah, most likely. And then maybe if we're feeling frisky, we'll pull out a weekend one, like on Saturday or something. What do I got going on Saturday? If yeah, well, I mean, we'll figure it out. But may, if I, not, it'll just I'm be saying, I, t- I don't see why we wouldn't do one on Thursday. Oh, Thursday, we'll, it'll either be 
It should be Thursday because Friday will probably not work. But anyway, I was gonna say I don't see why, I was gonna say I don't see why we wouldn't do one Thursday. Um, yeah, that's all the time we have for today. We're on Anchor. We're on iTunes. That's my gig. Damn it. We're on Twitter. <laughs> that's At my part. No, that <laughs> says my entire thing. <laughs> Connor, take us out. Thank you. First round KO. He already said it, but I'm gonna say it anyway because it's my thing. Like the beginning is his thing. Um, <laughs> all right, so we're on Anchor, which, by the way, thank you for your support on that. By the way, yes. guys, uh, that was very quick. Anchor has been great. So far. Yeah. Um, if you're new to if you're new to Anchor and you're coming from SoundCloud, well, welcome, welcome, welcome. Yeah, uh, we're not on SoundCloud anymore. <laughs> uh, sorry about the transition. Uh, sorry, Netherlands. Um, but <laughs> yeah, no, we're. Uh, thank you for your support on Anchor and uh, through Anchor, we are still on iTunes, of course. And other platforms coming very, very, very soon. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> Twitter. Follow us at FRKO Podcast. We're also on YouTube, by the way. Follow us there yes. at First Round KO. Yes. Uh, check out. Uh, from there, you can check out all of all of Kyle's episodes from uh, Three Count Review. Which, speaking of YouTube, I was kind of thinking about maybe doing something tomorrow. We'll talk about that after the show. Okay, cool. <laughs> Um, and that, and you can also check out the little mini movie, uh, that I did for the NWSL drafts now a month ago. Yeah. Fantastic. That was, that was a month ago. Um, Twitter again, FRKO podcast, Kyle at Olson 2K18, me at Connor underscore seven links in the description. And in the next episode, you'll hear all about how much fun we had at said bucks game. And we're going to talk. Uh, NFL awards, season awards, and then we're also going to look trade, more trade deadline. Should we go NBA trade deadline? We'll go actual trade deadline because things will probably happen. The deadline will be, will, will have been over, but yes. Next time so we we'll come talk. In we'll talk NFL season awards. We'll talk trade deadline. We'll probably talk more basketball stuff, and if any baseball moves, we'll cover that. Er, the probability any, of that is probably, low. It probably won't happen, but you know, if it happens, we'll we'll be ready. Um, I've been ready. And any major WWE news, we'll talk about that. Until next time. All right, cool. We'll see you guys when we shot the systems since day one-ish. Sitting on the dock, and I'm a real adin. Beggar begging, please, don't make me feel this again. Things are getting eerie like the lake that's down in Michigan. Had a good year, kind of tired, we're the Michelin. At the finish line, go get the checkered flag. Take a couple more shots, that's extended mag. I don't mean to brag, you smell the scented bag. I pull up solo at the function, I'm a tennis stag. Stone cold bachelor, acid rap and chancellor. Couple years an amateur, but never had a chance with ya. You see me as a challenge to manage your intuition.